My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. Welcome back to the Inbound Secret, guys. Once again, I am your host, Bryce Vance. We have got Cesar Espino today coming in from, I don't even remember where you're located, man. <laughs> I mean, Los Angeles. <laughs> LA, Los that's right. Yeah, LA. I, I keep wanting to say Texas because I've talked to so many people in Texas recently. Apparently, right. everybody's moving there. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the news. I have some people that are here in LA that are actually going to be moving pretty soon. So I'm like, I guess that's the new place to go, right? Yeah, hey, maybe you'll end up there sometime too. <laughs> right, exactly, man. Yeah. Well, b- without further ado, man, I know everybody's excited to have you on. I was excited to have you on our show after I had the honor of being on yours. Yeah. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man, definitely. Thank you for having me, Bryce. Uh, definitely appreciate that. And so I, I, I really, my story starts when I, when I was born. And I was born in Mexico City to um, what I consider to be a, a very humble beginnings. Uh, I only uh, uh, know my mom. I don't know my biological father. Never met him. Don't even know his name. Uh, but to me, like that's where I started, right? Like my whole journey. I uh, didn't come to the States until I was 10. And so between the ages and the time that I was born to the age of 10, I was literally working. My mom decided to take her leap of faith just uh, a couple of months after I turned four. And she decided to migrate to the States. And so during that time, it was just my older brother, my grandmother, and myself that stayed behind. And really, that was kind of like the first turning point where I had to start working at an early age. And we used to do a lot of stuff at the flea market, sell uh, food, and then started selling like different things. And I always say that that didn't work out too good because we had to graduate from that. And then we started doing uh, sewing clothing. So we all had our own sewing machine and we started sewing. And so as a kid, I never had a childhood in, in, in the sense of let me go out and play or let me go out and do this or just, you know, after school, go with some friends. Like on the contrary, like I had to go from after school, I either eat something, if, I, if we had anything to eat, do my homework and then kind of start working. And um, and if I didn't do that, I, I still remember my grandmother, she would like really get her belt and I'm like, dude, you got to get back to work kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but that was part of it, right? That was part of the journey. And uh, there was times that we didn't really have anything to eat. I say we had the uh, Mexican uh, specialty dish, which is a, a, a tortilla with grain of salt. And that's all we had from days in and days out. Uh, but you know what, though? At the end of the day, though, I go back to those moments and I'm like, never forget where you came from right like my what we call a house was literally a 250 square feet room made out of plywood and wood and and and, uh sheet metals and that's where we lived there was no electricity no water right on top of the dirt but again it's those things that remind me of where i came from that allows me to continue to move forward now even at my age now you know and so uh i would say when i got here at 10 that was a whole different, you know, uh, pivotal moment in my life for sure. You know, well, I think, I think that's, 
I think that's something that far too many people forget, right? Like mm. we all, we all strive for growth. We all strive for greatness. We all strive to do bigger, better, more fantastical things. Right. But there's something to be said about the humbleness of remembering where you came from and why you're doing what you're doing. It's, yeah. it's, and, and I want to make this perfectly clear to everybody because a lot of people have this negative connotation to reflecting on where you came from. Mm. Just because it was humble doesn't mean it was bad. Right. <laughs> but yep. everybody, everybody has that connotation like, oh, I grew up poor. That doesn't mean you were unhappy. Right. It just means yeah. you, didn't, you didn't have finances, right? And it's one of the things you were made to thrive, not survive is my mantra, right? Mm -hmm. But that means something different to everybody else. It could mean money to one person. It could mean time to another. It could mean freedom to another. It could mean family and friends to another. It's not, success isn't the same for everybody. Right. So I, I love the fact that not only do you recognize your journey started there, but it's also kind of an important lesson. And I'm going to call everybody in America out right now, as well as like Canada, the UK, Australia. We're bougie as children. <laughs> We're bougie as fuck as children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because while, like, I didn't come from the same kind of humble beginnings as you did, I still came from humble beginnings. We It was right. paycheck to paycheck, if not worse, most of the time. Yeah. My father was a serial entrepreneur, business to business, because he didn't like a boss, making ends meet. My mom worked to make ends meet. My parents got divorced when I was eight or nine. One household income. At one point, my father went completely blind for like six months and literally, literally had to beg from a church to feed us right mm. and so like that hustle that grind it's admirable <clears throat> but it also makes you reflect like maybe this is just me and i think i think we've kind of lost our way as a society in in many regards but yeah we're more educated there's more information there's more opportunity but now there's people bitching about shit that just shouldn't ever be bitched about at any mm -hmm. point ever right mm -hmm. Like one of the most recent things that blows my mind is I keep seeing, and this isn't meant to be a political conversation, but I keep seeing people right. in my generation or, or newer, right? Younger mm -hmm. claiming that they don't see the prosperity that's around them when they can order a package from Japan from their phone and have it delivered to their living room in right. a day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. You know what? And one thing that 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 you you just brought to mind to mind, and, and you're right. Like right now, I think there's so many people talking shit about everything's going on, and they're trying to blame politics, they're trying to blame the society, they're trying to blame the pandemic, COVID nine, whatever, all these different things, right? And and one of the biggest things that I've heard recently is that you know there was not a lot of time to uh, venture into a new business or venture into anything that has to do with business or even spending time with family, right? Like I don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day to do it. Well, even the beginning of this pandemic, a lot of people were asked to work from home, right? And so yeah. I always tell people that if you are not coming out of this with something, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be nothing big, by the way, <clears throat> something minimal, whether it's spending more time with your kids, your family, your wife, husband, whatever, or even a one idea. If you don't come out of this with something, then it wasn't a lack of time. It was a lack of discipline, right? Well, and I and think that's where it is. And commitment, because it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those biggest things. Like I talk about socioeconomic programming as, as one of the biggest things. Complacency is probably my biggest mm. issue with the world ever. And a lot of people are confused when I say that. 
I don't mean complacency is in you're complacent to the government or you're complacent to the law. What I mean is, is if you go work 40 hours a week for a job you fucking hate, and then all you do is sit in front of a TV dinner and the boob tube, I like TV, but I still get stuff done. And you do fucking nothing for yourself. Complacency is your issue. You had time. You could have done something. When you get home at 6 p.m., yeah, you've got family, kids, other responsibilities, but they can be part of it. it you don't have to separate your life from your mm -hmm. business. And it, even even 100 bucks a month, do something for an hour a day that makes 100 bucks a month. That's some movement, right? right? That is some kind of progress. If you don't, you're just complacent. You're just bitching for the sake of bitching. You're not <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's one of those things where I, I, I think you will see their... Uh... Les Brown or uh, Jim Brown said something that was kind of interesting. And is the fact that there's this dog that keeps barking because he's, he's uh, stepping on top of a nail. Right. Uh, and he keeps barking, but it doesn't hurt enough to, to where he comes out of that and continues to step on that. And so it's the same thing. Like you're just bitching and moaning for, because you want to be in that, in that, in that momentum, right? Like, like you enjoy that. It's kind of like in NLP, we call this a drama cycle, right? There's three yeah. components. You have the perpetrator, you have the victim, uh, and then you you have, I forgot the other one right now, but it'll come to mind. But anyways, you have the, those three components, right? The rescuer, right? There you go. So you're either at one point, at, at any given point in your life, 99, 95% of the people fall into this drama cycle. Either you're the, you're the perpetrator, the victim, or the rescuer. And you're just going in this vicious cycle, moving out around that. Yeah. The other 5% of them are like, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to see it from a different perspective. I'm going to be outside of that. There's a 5% that, yes, they know all of this is going on, except they take it in a different perspective, right? And so we as people tend to be part of that drama cycle because we like to be in one of those three quadrants. We got to be able to move away from that and say, okay, how can I see my life different? How can I not be a victim or a perpetrator or a rescuer? How can I empower somebody instead of just rescuing them, right? And so you got to be able to step out of that. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think it's also important to note. I love the fact that you brought up NLP, by the way. It's it's yeah. one of the it's one of the things that we teach quite a bit here. So I love I love talking yeah. about the I want to make sure that people understand this. NLP, while yes, it's a pseudoscience and yes, it seems to be this magical thing. Most of you use it every day without you fucking realizing it. Okay. Additionally, being the rescuer wanting to rescue somebody, be the Superman in the story, you can do that from a different perspective and actually fucking solve the problem instead of continuing that cycle, the drama cycle. Mm -hmm. Because you, it's just like when you hire a coach, right? <clears throat> like, it took me a long time to figure this out. But if you get into a problem and you're stuck, that means you don't know the fucking solution and you can't find it, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you solve a problem that you don't have the answer to? Well, you find somebody that solved it because they can see it from an outside perspective. You're too close to the problem in many cases that you don't even see that there's an open door to the left that just has like a big old green exit sign that says, hey, walk here. But you're too laser focused on this thing. You don't know it's there. So you using using those methods, pulling yourself apart, seeing it from a different perspective doesn't necessarily mean you're not trying to solve it. You're not trying to rescue it. It just means that you're not going to continue that cycle. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, that definitely. And I, and I, I like the uh, uh, the idea of that. Um, I, I always tell people, like, even it comes down to, like you said, we're, we're doing it consciously. 
uh, without even thinking about it, right? We're doing all these different things. And obviously I do believe that it's always good to have a coach, mentor, someone that can help you or guide you through that, or even realizing how you can start tweaking things around so you can get a better result, right? But it comes down to two things. I always tell people that the choices and, and decisions we make today will determine the quality of life that we have tomorrow, right? And a lot of people are afraid of the aftermath, when in reality, is really the, the decision and the choice. Is, is That's the hardest part, making the decision, right? And a lot of people, they don't want to make the decision because they're afraid of the aftermath. But once you make the decision or you make that choice, then you start working towards that uh, goal, target, whatever you're trying to attain, because that is going to determine the quality of life that you're going to have tomorrow. So stop being afraid of that freaking choice and make the choice. And if it's a bad choice, get up again and do it all over again faster than you did the first time. Well, I, I want to add something to that. Indecision is a choice. Yeah. yeah. Choosing to do nothing is <laughs> yeah. still a choice. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, should I start my company? Or, oh, should I call this person? Or, oh, should I send this proposal? You not doing it is a decision. Yeah. It's just not a decision that's profitable in time, money, energy, or, or growth but it's still a decision. It's just like one of my favorite old quotes is there's a sale made in every conversation. Are you the one buying or are you the one selling? Because when you think about it, there is, it doesn't have to be an exchange of money, right? A sale is just an exchange of something, mm -hmm. knowledge, time, effort, connection, community, relationship, product, money, service, solution. The list goes on. So when you're having a conversation with your significant other, and let's say that you're trying to make amends because you guys got in an argument, that entire phone calls a sale. Both of you were trying to sell each other. One's pissed off. One's trying <laughs> to make amends. Who yeah. got the sale, right? Right. So it, I, I've got to ask, because a lot of the people that listen to this show, they've been following you. They've been following me. They've been following along. They're part of Virtually Limitless. They're part of the mm -hmm. event secret. And our primary audience breaks into two, two sessions. Session one's the new entrepreneur. They just started something, whether it be because of COVID or they just got sick of their boss. Mm -hmm. And the other part, it, which makes up the majority is existing business owners, sales professionals, and self-employed. And they got stuck somewhere. And they're looking for resources, tips, tricks, strategy. What would you recommend? Because you've gone through 2020 like I have, where, we, where mm -hmm. we just pivoted. We were like, all right, that doesn't work. Let's do this, right? Right. And for, for us, that's second nature because we've fallen on our face so many fucking times throughout our life that we're just used to it at this point. But for a lot of people, that's not a natural recourse. A lot yeah. of people, the natural recourse is stop, hold your ground and see what you can do or try and force it. How would you recommend people look at it in a different perspective? Yeah, I would say there's different, a couple of different components. Number one, uh, you know, one with the way that I see it is what is my ultimate purpose, right? Like, what am I trying to accomplish, right? And, and it's really, and it doesn't have to be like this, this big idea of a three-year plan, five-year plan, like really, what am I trying to accomplish the next 30 days, the next 60 days, the next 90 days, right? Really getting a clear picture of what is it that I want to do. And from that perspective, now you, I'm going to break it down to what are some ideas or things that I can do that can get me close to that to obtain that that target, right? And I, I by the way, I, I refer to things as targets, not not as goals, 
uh, or resolutions because we have all we all have New Year's resolutions and we never follow through. <laughs> a target, <laughs> right? Exactly. A target for me is something that I can see, right? I know what I'm aiming. I know what I'm shooting for. I know specifically what is going to be my target, right? So not a goal, not a resolution. At least that's how I see it. And so when I look at my target, wh- where do I want to be in 30, 60, 90 days from now? Okay, whatever that might be, right? Now I have a clear picture, this big picture of what is that target. I'm going to then take that and I'm going to chunk it down into smaller pieces, right? Again, ideas, things that can help me get to a target. And then I'm going to put a time against those targets, those smaller tasks. I'm also going to create something which is very common in business, KPIs. I'm going to figure out something that I can actually measure. If you don't measure it, it does not count because you don't know how you're performing and you don't even know what you're hitting, right? And then the last thing, which I think many people end up falling behind is start doing something now, like take action today. Now, it doesn't matter how big it is, take action. I'll give it to you in, in, in a sense of, of a book. You know, it's a, it's a simple thing that I can think of because I just published a book right now. So um, when I think of a book, what is my ultimate goal? Well, my ultimate goal is I, I want to be able to get this, this book. I want my target is to have this book. Okay, by when do I want to have this book? Why want to have it by March of 2021, which is the next book that I have coming up, by the way. So March 2021. Um, and then uh, what do I need to do to, to get to that? Well, I need to get the, uh, uh, the cover, the design for the cover. I need to uh, do the editing. I need to look at the content. I need to look at, um, you know, all these different things, right? And so I'm looking at all these things and I'm going to space them out and say, well, the cover, the uh, graphic designs for the cover, um, I want to be able to get this done by the end of December. The editing, I need to make sure that I get all of the edits done by the end of February. So now I've taken it some more chunks, which is easier to attain. I've created a deadline against that. And I can actually measure myself to see how I am performing to be able to hit that target by the due date that I want to do that. Right. And so that's one thing that I would always tell people is like, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? The second thing to that is if you're chasing profits, you're doing it wrong. You have to be chasing purpose not profits. We get hung up on, I want to do this so I can make a lot of money. And yet, although that's really good, and we talked about it earlier today, success is defined in multiple different aspects, not necessarily just in monetary value, right? But if you're chasing for profits, chances are you're going to fail and you're going to fail so many different times. I would say start uh, uh, chasing for a purpose. What is my purpose? What is my highest intention? I call it highest intention. What am I trying to do in the next 30, 60, 90 days? Well, and I think it's it's one of those things, and I want to clarify on something. Yeah. Uh, to me, money is a KPI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a measure of performance. It tells you how well your audience is responding to your offer, your solution, your service, in a trackable goal, right? Right. And and I specify that because yes, we all chase profits, we all have a monetary value, but. You're not going to find money. Money can solve most problems if utilized properly. And, and it's specific to the utilization because, yeah, it's great to make a fuck ton of money. It's great if you want to have a million in the account, 10 million in the account. Fuck, for a lot of people, have 10,000 in the account. That's fine. But is that going to make you necessarily happy in and of itself? No, you're going right. to hit you're going to hit that benchmark. And you're going to be like, OK, now what? Right. But if you have the money as a KPI and you're trying to hit that as a goal, a target in your case, 
because you know that with $100,000, you can change 50,000 people's lives. Now there's purpose behind that. Right. Now that's a trackable asset. You're like, all right, what do I want to do? I want to change 50,000 people's lives. What do I need to do that? $100,000 in cash. That's what I need. How do I get there? This is how I get there. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and to add to that, I mean, and, and you said it perfectly. And the whole point to that is that you got to go more deeper than that. Right. So like, let's say I w- I'm someone that wants to uh, help uh, homeless people or I want to do this or I want to do that in, in a, some sort of nonprofit. Well, a nonprofit, you still need money to be able to do that. My, my point that I'm trying to make is that if you're just chasing the money, if, if all you're going after is the money, you're not going to fulfill your purpose. Once you understand, even in this scenario where it's a nonprofit, well, for you to do a nonprofit and help millions of people or whatever kind of people, you need to have money. So the, the money is the vehicle to get you to your purpose mm-hmm. of helping more people, right? And so I think that's where a lot of people end up losing that. I believe that once you start fulfilling the purpose, the money is going to come and is going to uh, you know be part of that and and I like the way you said is it is a a a KPI the money is a KPI if it's not giving you the results that you want so that you can fulfill this nonprofit or or do whatever you want to do then do something different that can give you more money to get to that purpose yeah and i think it's an important realization there because we have like for instance i specialize in intent based affinity backed omnipresent ecosystems lead generation mm-hmm. client acquisition sales scaling that's kind of the point One of the biggest things that we do, we've got a very methodical way of doing things. The four pillars of growth, the five C's of scale. Well, Mm -hmm. the first C in scale is connect. Mm. Okay. You have to have a methodical pathway that creates, cultivates, indoctrinates, and inundates your ideal client with your product, service, solution, and offer so that you can solve their pain. You have to know them, Mm -hmm. right? And they have to in turn know you. But one of the biggest things that we've had a lot of clients come to us and be like, well, I don't know what's going on. Or we start the process and they're a little confused. For everybody listening, I want you to, I want you to write this down. Impressions and engagement are just as valuable as a conversion if you use them properly. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are far too many people out there that are like, okay, well, I don't want to run an engagement campaign or an impressions campaign or traffic campaign because I'm not getting anything from it. I'm not selling a product. Yeah, but if you have 5 million impressions, mm-hmm. quarter of a million people engage with you, you have 100,000 new followers, guess what that means? You've just made a larger impact to more people. You can change more lives. And now you've got a wider audience that when you get on to C number two, which is consume, C number three, which is convert, C number four, which is close, C number five, which is continuity. Guess who knows, likes, and trusts you now? The people that you took the time to just engage with that didn't make you a dollar when you invested the first few thousand dollars in engagement, now are coming back as ranting and raving fans. They're affiliates of your product. They're bringing and referring people in. You've made a larger impact. You've made a bigger wave. It goes back to, I heard this quote in, it's actually in an EDM song. I don't remember who it's by. I've got it on my phone. But in it, he says, you are no less the universe as a wave is less the ocean. You are the entire universe experience in a separate perspective, the same way that a wave on a beach is the entire ocean doing an act that's shown at that perspective. Mm. 
And it's an interesting revelation when you think about it because you're like, holy fuck, yeah, you're yeah, right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, but that's why I think it's so important. That's why we that's why we do what we do is to help people thrive, not just survive. But you've got to you've got to change your mindset on a lot of this, viewing from a different perspective. What got you here won't get right. you to where you want to be, right? Yeah. Like. I'm not a multimillionaire. If I want to become one, I'm going to have to become the person that has yes. multiple millions of dollars, right? Right. And that's ultimately the goal. I mean, that's what personal development development's for. That's what solving bigger and more problems is for. That's really where we're going. But my goal to be a multi-multi-millionaire has nothing to do with just having a fuck ton of zeros in a bank account. It has to do with what I can do with that KPI, right? If you can track it, you can enhance it. If you can enhance it, you can grow it. If you can grow it, you can scale it. So a lot of people get stuck. Like you said, you pointed it out better than I could have. People get stuck on that money, right? What's been helpful to you, especially this year, because you've had to pivot a lot this year too, to be able to still leverage that KPI, but not focus on that as I need it to live, breathe, eat, shower as, okay, I know it's there. It's a, it's an ever-growing thing, but how did you, how do you stay laser focused on the impact you want to make when money can be a problem to some people? What's, what's your yeah. advice there to, to make sure they stay on that? Yeah. And I, and I think you said it right. And, and I, I want to elaborate on that. It comes down to the mindset. It really comes down to me. It really comes down to that mindset is understanding and, and being able to uh, really look at two things. How am I going to be able to get out of my head and into the reality of what we're going through, right? Whatever that might be. If I'm going through a financial challenge, um, understand that I'm going through a financial challenge. Now, I didn't say I'm broke, although that might be, and this also going back to that mindset and the NLP aspect of that. If you're telling yourself the unconscious mind that you're broke, you're asking for more of that. You're going to have more of that. If I keep looking at my bills and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm so much in debt. You're asking for more of that. And you're never going to get out of that because your focus is, is really on that. Whatever you focus on will expand. And so I don't focus on bills. I don't focus on any of that. If I'm going through a, a challenge, it's a financial challenge, not a problem, a challenge. And, and the reason why I say a challenge is challenge uh, by, by nature. We people like to solve challenges, problems. You put up this wall. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. So again, I go back to this. It, it's all in the mind. It's all on how you see things. Look at things from a different lens, different perspective, right? And understand that what you're going through is as real as it can be. Now, how can I actually look at my purpose? What am I trying to accomplish? How can I wave this, right? Um, th th when there's a storm, it, it's, not, it's not here to stay. It's here to pass. Do not just go through it, you want to be able to grow through it, right? You're going to grow out of that, whatever that might be. And so I always talk about, tell people, one is the mind. Number two is what are some things that I can do right now? Start throwing uh, uh, noodles into the wall and see what is going to stick. What are some things that you can do right now, whether it gives you a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks for the month or for the year, whatever they might, that might be, that you can do and start doing more of that, right? And, and just keep going through, like, like, what is your purpose? Like for me being a full-time entrepreneur, I had to pivot many different things this year because I did lose a lot of cl clients. I have a, a, a ATM business, you know, where you go and get the money. Well, a lot of shops were closed. So I, my ATMs were not performing. And I'm like, how can I now do something different? 
I still have the business, but it's not giving me what I was getting, right? Uh, real estate, I mean, real estate investing, that one at the beginning was really challenging because people were like were so afraid. And so again, what can I do to start pivoting those things? And it's like, well, I'm going to go through this challenge. And, and part of that is, is really the mindset. And I go back to that because a lot of times we tend to forget or we, we allow all these um, circumstances, the economy, the government to really take over the thoughts in your head, right? And so when you think about it from that perspective, uh, you cannot let that take that power from you, right? And, and here's some, something interesting. We have about 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts per day, right? Mm-hmm. Out, of those, out of that number, 80% of them are negative and 90% of them are repetitive from the day before. So yeah, there's a lot of shit going up here and you gotta be able to overtake that power and stay more positive because there's a lot of garbage going into your head. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a tried and true proven Testament that words have power, right? Yeah. You, you get what you focus on. It's, it's true. By the way, I, I do have to point out you and me have a lot of, a lot of the same alignment here. You a fan of Marshall silver? I am. I am. Yes. Okay. It, <laughs> it, it, it resonates in our conversation. That's why I bring it up. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, as well as NLP, he's a big fan of using it as well. Mostly yes. visual, but but he uses quite a bit right. of it. Yep. The but the teachings that he has that you have that that we've talked about really are bigger than whoever's teaching them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's one of those things that it's good to talk about. But we talk about taking action, just doing the thing, just get up and do it. I had Sims on uh, the other day; his show's coming out in a few. And he talks about go for stupid, right? Don't go for something that's impossible because you're constraining yourself. You've just programmed yourself to say that it can never happen. But if you go for stupid, if you go for something ridiculous, if you go for something that has never been done, that's just out of this world crazy, go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're just not going to do it. You're just going (laughs) to, I mean, Elon Musk for, that was one of his examples. The dude decided one day, fuck banks, made PayPal. Then he's like, I, well, I don't know dick about banking. I just have other people doing it, but I like space. Fuck it. I'll make rocket ships made SpaceX. Then he's like, eh, I could make a better car reinvented what the car is. Then for no reason at all, he's like, fuck it. I'll make flamethrowers made flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of those, I guarantee he's talked about it, but I guarantee you 90% of his life. He's been called crazy. And yet he had the first, one of the first trillion dollar companies in human history. He's reinvented half of the shit that we use today. <laughs> yep. he, he's going after reinventing more products and services. And it's, it's the pe- Bezos. Jeff Bezos started mm-hmm. a fucking bookstore on a door, on yep. a physical door, because he didn't have anything else to do and he wanted to see if he could have they're the largest retailer in the history of the world and quite frankly i've got a gigantic plot of just gifts over here for christmas every single one from amazon because it was it was like one to two days shipping straight to my house yep and here's the beautiful thing i know a lot of people listening to this are gonna be like fuck that guy for supporting big business 85 percent of products on amazon are from mom and pop shops not from corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did support mom and pop shops. Yeah. I just did it through the internet because I didn't want to drive to Indianapolis to buy a thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. You know, one thing that, uh, that, that comes to mind. So the book that I have coming out in March is called You Can Overcome Anything with a Definite Purpose. Right. So when you have a definite purpose, um, you can definitely overcome whatever that might be. And the reason why I want to focus on that is because, again, when the whole thing we're talking about, whatever, you know, uh, uh, Bezos, Elon Musk, they all had a purpose. They had a definite purpose. They had an idea, whatever that might be, even as crazy as that might have been. They stuck with that purpose or that idea and they did whatever they had to do to get to whatever they, they wanted to get to. Right. Yeah. Um, I forget where I heard this, but there's like, you know, don't have a plan B when you have a plan A or something to, to the nature, because if you have a plan B, let's say you have a plan A and you're saying, well, if, if plan A doesn't work, I'm going to fall back on plan B. If plan B doesn't work, I'm going to fall back on plan C. You're giving you have an escape. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So then just have a plan A. That's, that's your only plan. If, if, if whatever you're doing is not working, do it differently, but don't go to flam- from plan A to plan B because you just gave yourself an escape and you just, you just missed the, the, the mark on plan A. I, I just had Sean Mathis on a recording. His show's coming up too. Yeah. And we were talking about it and I asked his opinion. He's like, dude, I burn bridges. He's like, if, if I can't go back, I don't have a choice. It's this is going to work. It's not how is it going to work? It's I, it's going to work. How do we make it work? Right. And, and I, I had a realization during that call. I, I do the same thing. I'm like, all right, well, we're in. Let's do it. Right. Because uh, there's not an option to fail. I will fail probably several dozen times before I succeed at it. But it's it's that succession. It's mm-hmm. success isn't something that's just like, oh, I decided I had an idea. I put it on the internet. It happened. It's almost always brick by brick by brick by brick of small failures that you just got through fast silver says fail forward fast mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it's that i call it putting in your reps right like one of the things we teach is how does the inbound method work how does having an omnipresent ecosystems work it's repetitions mm-hmm. the difference between me and grant cardone is grant cardone has done a fuck to- ton more repetitions than i have mm-hmm. he's put in the work he's put in the time his team has put in the work put in the time more time than I have. That doesn't make where I'm at less valuable. Just means I haven't put in the same reps. Yeah. Right. You and me were talking before, before we hopped on today about, I started going back to the gym pretty much full time. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm sore as fuck. Like my whole body hurts. It's insane <laughs> for anybody listening. Don't ever take a break from the gym. Just always go yeah, to the just gym. Do it. <laughs> always. Don't taking yeah. a break sucks. You come back and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just keep going. But we were talking about that. It's the same thing. Uh, a friend of mine, the, uh, proud to be able to say the Kuklo family, right? He didn't become an Arnold Classic world champion by not putting in reps. Right. Right. Schwarzenegger didn't become the dude right. who redefined physical fitness by not putting in time and repetition. Did he have any idea he was going to be so impactful? No, the dude just liked lifting heavy shit. That's what he was passionate about, right? And that leads me to my next topic. For me, and I I believe you, most people that are impact-driven, right? We have a purpose bigger and greater than money or ourselves. Mm-hmm. It has to be something we're passionate about, though. I'm passionate about helping people thrive, not survive technology, and I'll geek out on tech all fucking day long, right? Yeah. You're passionate about your real estate investing, coaching, consulting, helping people overcome 
their scenarios either that have been thrust upon them or they put themselves in. Right. For those listening, I don't know about you. I had a real rough fucking time figuring out what I was passionate about. Right. I've made every mistake under the sun throughout my life. I, like if you ever need a poster child for your book, just print my face, just right <laughs> on. one. That's <laughs> 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 uh, the re- my upcoming books called how prolific mistakes make prolific profits. Cause I've made every fucking mistake. You can think of drug issues, crime issues. I got expelled from a school district. I've been kicked out of a County before like <laughs> every, every yeah. mistake that I could have made as a teenager and young adult made it. Okay. (laughs) But it helped me get to where I am. And it was a long, long, painful method for me. Let's try and save some of the people from that. Okay. How would you recommend people find their why find what they're passionate about without having to throw themselves in a wood chipper like I did? Or we or without going to jail three times like I did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, you know, I, I gotta tell you, and yeah, it, it was definitely not a, uh, it wasn't one of those where like, I just kind of said, Hey, this is my purpose. And boom, let's jump on that. I mean, like, I, again, I went through, through a lot of different things through my years, um, you know, from domestic violence to being again in jail three times to having a kid at the age of 15 or 16, uh, my, I say we, but I didn't get pregnant, but we got pregnant at 15. <laughs> my daughter was born when I was 16 and just kind of going through that. And it just many lessons that that I endure and it, it wasn't for me until the time that I that I was in corporate America and, and you know was making good money traveling all over the place I have a master's degree so I'm pretty well educated now in that sense of that and I had all of that and I'm like man this is not satisfying this is not it, it, it I, I, I believe there's a bigger purpose for me like there's something bigger for me to do and it's not until I started going into for for me the way it worked is going to like self-development going more deeper in, into my thoughts doing things that i didn't do before creating different different habits um which i talk about in my very first book do, doing different things um to be able to discover that right and so one thing that i can suggest and, and i i read this at the um millionaire success habits by uh, dean Garciosi. I actually like this, uh, this exercise and is the uh, seven levels of why, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really understanding uh, and asking yourself, you know, two people asking yourself, you know, why, you know, what is it that you want to do? Like, if you say, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, fine. Let's start from there. So why do you want to make a million dollars? Because that's not ultimately the answer, right? And yeah. so you ask <laughs> your question and then you get that answer and you keep asking that all the way till you get to the seven levels deep. Um, I've actually got done through this. I've, I've done this exercise through my coaching uh, and mentoring program uh, with other clients. And I really enjoy the fact that you can actually tap into that because you're going to find that there's a bigger purpose. It's not the money It's not whatever it is, is it could be a family member. It could be, um, you know, a bigger, you know, if you have no, you know, no kids, it could be what you're trying to do for humankind. It can be different things. Right. And so really stepping into that uh, space of asking yourself, the, the the seven whys number one number two really like you said earlier if, if you want to be in a different place tomorrow what you're doing right now is not going to get you there so wh- who do you need to become like ask yourself who do i need to become to be that person if i need to start reading more books if i need to start listening to more of this podcast if i need to start getting a mentor then go out and do that and start making those changes fuck everybody else or the people or your friends if you have to lose them lose them because sometimes we get so hung up on, well, what is my family going to say? Or my friends are going to say, F them. You need, you need to do this for yourself, right? And I can tell you that for me, 
I was too worried about what other people were going to say. <laughs> I've lost so many people through, through this. I've lost a girlfriend of 10 years. I've lost uh, friends. I've lost a lot because I was so worried about it. Now it's like, you know what? Hey, I, I got to do this for myself. You know, I want to, I, I want to reframe something you're saying here. Yeah. Hmm? You didn't lose them. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see they, they lost me. Yeah, I was like, if you lost them, it would be a detriment to you. You didn't right. lose them, right? Sounds like yeah. you just cut dead weight. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, and, and definitely, and that's and that's what it is. Except sometimes again, we're so afraid of that. Is like this person's not gonna be here anymore, so therefore, I don't want to take this action or do this or do that. I would say still do it, and and at the end of the day, there's that. Silver talks about this, and he actually showed showed me this exercise. It's like, you know, if you look at this this balance, right? Uh, whether it's a relationship, it could be a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or just a friend, right? You're trying to level up, right? Yet this person's staying behind, and what they're doing, as long as you keep them, they're keep bringing you down to their level. So you're never gonna be able to outgrow them. You gotta be able to detach yourself from that and keep moving forward, and they're gonna stay behind. Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, and it's why I say that earlier on this episode, your family can be involved and I encourage them to be, I encourage your friends to be involved. Anybody that's close to you to be involved. Cause it's one of those things that once you start, once you start growing, you consciously and subconsciously start trying to level up, expand, thrive, grow, better yourself in any fashion. You've moved. The people that aren't doing that haven't moved it's just like if you guys run a racetrack and here's everybody that you know here's you and whoever's on your path right and you punch the fucking gas you're gonna be way the fuck up here this car's still in park right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so how are they gonna get to you well there's there's one of three things that's gonna occur you're either gonna put it in reverse and come back to where they were so that you can spend time with them or they're gonna finally realize it hit the gas and join you or you're going to cut ties and leave them in your dust. Yeah. There's not a mix of those. It's, it's, and this is going to sound harsh to a lot of people. It's less painful than you think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's the, there's this meme that goes around that says, sometimes you don't know how much something's hurting you while you're still holding on. And it's this picture of a hand with a rope tied around it and a weight that he's holding. He lets go <laughs> of the weight and his hand starts feeling again. Cause he didn't realize it was cutting off the circulation. That's very similar to how some of these be. It it doesn't matter who that relationship is. I've had to cut people off in my life. Did I necessarily want to? No. Has it helped me? Yes. Has it helped them ultimately? Yes. Yeah. Uh, It reminds me of uh, this uh, short story, Who Moved My Cheese? And and I think that's a really good book uh, for people to read because there's a lot of um, analogies and, and ideas of what we just talked about in, in that mm-hmm. small story, right? I don't know if you've read that, but um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, is is you want to be able to, uh, you know, I guess fast track and not go through a lot of those hurdles and challenges that you and I have gone through. Is like you really have to start looking at it from a different perspective. What do you want to become down the line, and then what do you need to do to become that person, and start future pasting based on that, and start taking those actions, find the resources, find the people get you know network and, and start doing that yeah and, and i want to i'm going to reflect a little bit on this because yeah. Sim, sims was on and he had he had some stuff that i think resonate really well a lot of people they hear networking is like this oh fuck i've got to go meet people and they put they put people on this pedestal right 
And it isn't really until you start getting comfortable being uncomfortable that you recognize this. But I'm just going to call it out for everybody to see. I don't care if you're Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, fucking the Pope, or you're the dude at the gas station running the clerk station. You're people. We're all people, right? You will never find somebody more successful than you that's shitting on you. It just won't happen, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So <laughs> it like... It sounds cliche, but you're never going to see Jeff Bezos talking shit on Twitter. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I want to put everybody at ease on this. Networking, even with strangers, isn't any different than you just making a new friend, getting to know somebody because they're people. Mm-hmm. And if any, I'm going to use Sims as an example on this. He built the world's leading concierge company where he sent people to the Titanic. He got somebody married at the Vatican. He put people at the like world renowned places, right? Mm. Like he was the dude you called if you wanted to drop a mill and have a gangster Saturday, right? He started that outside of a pub that he just got fired from in Hong Kong. Okay. He built probably the most successful resource black book of a phone book the world has ever seen from outside of a pub in Hong Kong. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Networking is about people build the relationships. You don't have to be scared of it. It's a, it's a people business. That's what it is. Right. And, and, and again, you're just one idea away from a million dollars. Number one, number two, part of the reason why I like networking is because again, you just, as you said, it's, it's a, is people dealing with people and so i've met uh, a lot of great people uh, through networking that i've done uh, joint ventures so that's the other thing too like it's good to do joint ventures things that i'm doing now that I, th- I didn't think i was ever gonna do when i was in corporate america is because of that because of the networking and and you know that's actually how you and i got connected to yep. through somebody else that we both know and, and so it's like all of that just just never know yeah. And I mean, that's how I become an international published author. It's how come mm-hmm. I've got a new book coming out. It's how come we've got a syndicate yep. coming out. Right. Hell, the, the gentleman Trey that connected us originally, me and him are putting together like a nonprofit charitable foundation to coach children to make sure that their futures are set up. None nice. of that would have ever happened if there wasn't any networking connections, relationship yeah. building. Right. It, yeah. And none of us came into it. Like you and me got to know each other through it. Not once have either of us been like, hey, you want to buy some shit? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the other thing too. People are afraid. I'm like, I don't want to go to that because they're going to sell me all this stuff. Like, again, I think there's a different aspect of that. And, you know, I, I just talked to Trey, like I think yesterday or, you know, the day before yesterday. And, you know, it, it's just, to me, is really that extended family. And you do find those people in this networking uh, events or whatever you want to call it, or just networking period, you do find that extended family that at the end of the day, we're all going after one purpose. And, and that is to be able to make an impact in the world. You know, we're not talking about me, 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 what am I going to do to just, you know, fulfill my life with a bunch of money? I mean, that's, that's not even the case. It's like, how can we, like, you're talking about a nonprofit, you know, I'm, I, you know, through my writing, I want to be able to impact people and help them to overcome any obstacles that are going through. If, if, if it's just one word that is going to resonate with them, then I just done something good for humankind, right? And so I think that's the difference between I'm not competing, you know, with you. We're actually helping each other grow. Yeah. And and I think that's the thing that I think that's the thing that I wish we could get other people to recognize, right? And 
it's one of the reasons I started this podcast is I, I want, I want to be able to show the world, anybody that needs it, that like I've had, I've had 15 different agencies on my show. I run an agency by mm-hmm. definition. They're my competition. I've highlighted them every single step of the way because let's let's call this what it is. Let's finally be honest with ourselves, people. They're not your competition. Right. There's there's more than enough business around the planet that every single person could have billions of dollars in clientele. They're not your competition. They're, if anything, help them. You could start a joint venture. You could do programs together. I've got softwares coming out with competitive agencies that are directly competing with me because we have the same purpose. We want to help that person solve their pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that that's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. And so let's, let's wrap this up in a nice little tidy bow. Cause mm-hmm. it took both of us a very fucking long time to get to this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to try and give, uh, let's call it a cheat sheet. I want to give the people a cheat sheet, right? You've already been dropping some bombs here, but let's, let's drop like, let's drop like the big kahuna of bombs. And I'm going to leave this open to you. What is the most powerful thing that you believe the people listening and watching to this could benefit from today? So the biggest thing is um, it comes down to, to, to one very simple phrase, I guess. And I think I heard this from Les Brown. I love how he put it. Um, you got to make sure that you're working harder on yourself than you do on anybody else. All right. When you think about that and, 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 and I'm also going to take it further with that is if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. If you do what is hard, your life will be easy. Right. When you think about those two things, it's like, yes, it is easier for me to come home after an eight hour day and, and sit on the couch, watch TV and get fat. It is easy for me to complain. It is easy for me to go back to the job that I don't like but I'm still going there because I have this secure paycheck, right? It is harder for me, which I did this, by the way, it's harder for me to come home after 12 hours of working at corporate America and still working on my business, even when it was not profitable or it was not giving me, I I couldn't see the results. I was just doing it, right? It was a lot harder to do that. Yet doing those things got me to where I am right now, which is a full-time entrepreneur, multiple international book, best um, bookseller author, a bunch of other things, right? And so the biggest thing that I will tell you is you got to work harder on yourself than you and anybody else, right? And 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 I'm not talking about hard stupid. I'm talking about hard smart. Like, what can I do today to really impact my future? I go back to what I said earlier today. The choices and decisions that we make today will determine the quality of life that I have tomorrow. And how is that going to be impactful is based on the, the work that I put in right now. And even though I'm doing things hard today, my life will be easier tomorrow. Yeah, I love it. And it goes back to the, it's one of my favorite short little quotes ever. It's been memed. It's been written in books. It's been a forward. You and me have talked about it. It's been, hell, I think it's been in music. And it it goes back to the premise of choose your hard. Being poor is hard. Being rich is hard. Being fat's hard. Being fit's hard. Choose your hard. Life doesn't get easier. And it, it, it relates for what we do, what we specialize in. Everybody has this idea because so many quote unquote gurus, I'm going to use that term very loosely in this case, (laughs) uh, have inundated the marketplace with it's easy to make a million dollars sitting on your fucking lazy boy. 
I want to clarify something for everybody. It's not easy. It's simple. And I, I want to make that clarification because it's not easy to put in 12 to 18 hour days every day. It's not easy to sacrifice your future, your time, your family, your friends for your dream. It is not easy to continue pushing when you've got financial challenges, when you've got family challenges, when you have time challenges. It's not easy. But a business, when you boil it down, is a process of about seven different systems that are simple. It is simple to do, not easy. And, 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 it, and it is different than what you're doing now. And yeah. you got to be able to understand that because a lot of times we, again, we, we tend to overcomplicate it and make it seem like it's not easy or, or it's not a different, right? And so we got to make, make sure that we understand that too. Well, life isn't complicated. It's us that complicates it. Yeah. I mean, you boil it down. We need shelter, food, water, warmth, and community. Everything above that, we just complicate. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Fuck food we complicate. We throw away like half the food that we generate as a country every year because we're too worried about being sued. So we'd rather not be sued than feed people that need it. Right. And, and talking about, it, I mean, like, that's why, you know, if you look at it, uh, I don't know if you guys have in and out over there, but in and out over here, you go to their menu, it's very simple. It's like only three choices where you go to other places and you have like 10, 15 choices, which now I'm like, what the hell did I want? I'm, com- you know, complicating my life because I cannot even decide I, on what I want to eat. I mean, that, that's, that, that by itself, I, I think we as a society and just how things are being driven, we we want to complicate things. We want to make sure that the ninety five percent of the people are confused the fuck out and just you know make it more complicated. Where in reality, it's like just choose something and get it over with and continue with your freaking life. Yeah, I mean it's a double edged sword. The confused mind says no, right? So you you've got the thought process of I think you're right. I think socioeconomic like just destruction <laughs> is yep. the best way to put it does want some confusion because it adds a veil to things but that doesn't make any action occur so like a really good example of this right we were supposed to be on a 14-day lockdown nine months ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and we're still here for a virus (laughs) that's natural Okay, I'm not going to get into any more detail about this. I just want you people to to think about this for a second. Form your own opinion. Think about this. It's a naturally occurring thing that was supposed to be 14 days and is now nine months or so. Think about the logic behind that. Because a simple mind will say, well, that's stupid. Why? A confused mind will come up with an excuse. Yeah, I mean, you said it, I couldn't say it any better, man. I mean, that's exactly that. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. It's just, it's just like, like, for instance, right? You and me, when we first got introduced, if we wanted to complicate things, we could have spent days and weeks and months trying to figure out if we were going to do something. Mm-hmm. Both of us, the second we met is, yeah, let's fucking do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of the things that I love that Marshall teaches. Uh, and it's in his thought process of what's the difference between you and you with a million dollars. And then there's always a joke. Well, one has a million dollars, right? 
right. But the, the, the difference is, is the one with a million dollars has failed more times than you've tried. Mm-hmm. And in that they took action and figured out how to make it happen afterwards. Right? Right. It wasn't opportunity. Should I, may, I don't know how to do it. Maybe, maybe not. No, say fucking yes. And then figure it the fuck out. And if you have to hire somebody to figure that out, hire that somebody, but you mm-hmm. took action. Right. Yep. And, and, and it really comes down to that. I, I think is what are the actions? What are you saying that you're doing? Uh, and, and are you sitting on the sidelines just watching it, you know, pass by you where you can actually be taking action even if you fail a couple of times? And, and that's where the lessons are, right? I always tell people failure is not, is not it shouldn't be perceived as being a failed lesson. It's actually an, an educational experience yeah. that you're learning something on how to do it better next time or what not to do. Yeah, it's just like getting hurt. Like you, yeah. you get you injure yourself, you know, not to do that. You touch a hot stove. You're like, oh, hot, like, not, not to do that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thing. But people yeah. forget that the way that we learned as children still is still there. Like we still learn from that. It's just not the only way we learn now, right? Yeah. Like when you're five, all you know is, oh, that hurt. Fuck that. Not doing that again. Now we're like, all right, well, paying experience, being jaded, the fucking mental programming if you want to get crazy mk ultra was a thing that some somehow 2020 was crazy enough that the cia and fbi verified the existence of aliens verified the existence of multiple dimensions released documentation on psychedelic like nootropics that were tested worldwide and like three of the most advanced meaningful human like mankind human affecting discoveries in history nobody fucking cared is <laughs> <laughs> is that 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 those programs right people are being programmed to to <laughs> to put their attention someplace else yeah but it's it's really funny like if you would have <laughs> asked somebody last year what happens if aliens are confirmed they would have shit their fucking pants yeah. Yeah. This year, all the documents are released by the government publicly. Nothing. Everybody's like, yeah, I don't care. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they'll probably get the vi- vi- virus too, so that's all right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right, man. Let's awesome. wrap up. I know you're busy. I've got to get running to... Awesome, man. <laughs> so where can, where can people find you? Where can they yeah. buy a copy of your book? I know you just released one. Yep, I think yep. it's volume two right now or volume three? Volume two. Volume two. Yep. Where can people buy a copy and where can they connect with you personally if they want to learn more about you, get to know you a little bit, yep. form yeah, a relationship def- or hire you? Awesome. awesome. Definitely. So uh, books, go to Amazon, type in my name, Cesar R. Espino, and you'll find all my books. I have about seven different books there. Uh, and then the best way to contact me will be my website, www.cesarrespino.com. And every social media. Awesome. All right, guys, make sure that you reach out to Caesar. If nothing else, just get to know him. He's a great guy. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, man. Thank you for Thank being you. on the show. Uh, and then let's keep in touch. I'm yep. sure there's a ton more that we can do, a ton more lives we can impact. Yeah, definitely. See you Thank later, you. buddy. Thank you, Bryce. Awesome, man. This was another episode of the Inbound Secret. Stay tuned, guys. This is the Inbound Secret. 
My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound this is the inbound, the inbound, this is the inbound.